Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work podcast. In this episode today we have Sagar Manju, partner at Saraf and Partners Law Offices. Sagar, it's good to have you here. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me here. And uh, it's a wonderful opportunity for me. And yeah, I really look forward to this. That's great, Sagar. So Sagar, just to set some context about you and what you do, can you tell our listeners a bit about yourself and your career journey from the start? Yeah, definitely. So I'm a, a graduate from National Law School. It's a Gujarat National Law University. I graduated in 2011. So after graduation, I started my career as a LAMP fellow. So my fellowship uh, was basically with a member of parliament. I worked extensively with a member of parliament for almost one and a half years. And it was a brilliant experience because being you know, a law student to work with a member of parliament in Delhi, understand how the laws are made and how the groundwork is laid before even the laws are brought into action was a very enriching experience i would say and it really gave me a lot of perspectives on how the country's parliament functions and how the laws are made and what are the thoughts uh, you know put together before you even bring out a particular legislation so post that i have been in mainly in law firms so i have worked with top law firms called sela uh, merchant shardula merchant and i'm working with saraf and partners so it's been just a brilliant way of uh, getting into the corporate work culture and also been a finance lawyer so my work mainly involves uh, advising big uh, multinational banks government banks and big debt funds and credit funds so and i also extensively work on a lot of insolvency matters so like a high stakes insolvency matters like you know i worked on the sr steel acquisitions and i work a lot for resolution professionals who lead a lot of big uh, insolvency matters so if i have to put it in nutshell so i'm mainly out in out finance and uh, restructuring lawyer and with great experience in advising many banks creditors you know and also the resolution applicants who are looking to acquire big companies so that's been that for for the past uh, you know 11 12 years yeah That's a wonderful journey you had Sagar I mean working in the top law firms in the last 10 to 12 years that's something which is very amazing so Sagar when you first started your journey what was something that was more challenging than you expected see when i started my work in law firm right so the law firms are or like any other consultancy firms like our clients we work for clients right so we are a service industry so everything comes with an aggressive timeline so one of the aspect which which kind of kept me you know be surprised was about how you are on your own to learn a lot of things so in any law firm it's there is very little time for kind of a mentorship because you are always constrained with the time because you are looking at getting things done at a very short you know, period and you need to service the client as and when it's required so one of the big you know surprising factor for me when i entered law firm was that there was very little time for anyone to mentor you for them it's about getting the work done and that kind of a surprised me a lot because if you're not able to mentor people right from the 
beginning. And instead of, I would rather bluntly say, instead of pointing, you know, out your mistakes, if you're able to handle them, they will be an asset for a very, very long time. Correct. So your formative years are very important. So that came up as a very surprising factor for me when I was an associate at the time. So yeah, that's a big factor, you know, change which I had. And another surprising factor was also about, you know, generally there was a little lack of cohesiveness. You know, what do I say? Like a little like a teamwork, how it typically works in a large organizations, right? So here it's mainly a factor of, you know, whether the work product is delivered. It's not about whether we're working as a team, whether we are working to get the product delivered as a team. Because if you lack cohesiveness, people kind of can get lost in the process. Correct. So then people are more into their own being, you know, okay, this is what I need to do. This is X, Y, Z things. I finish it. Whether my well, superior will like it or not is the only thing that matters to you. Whether it's about sitting together with the team, understanding what they're doing and how to close it and having a dialogue before you deliver it to the client is something which I never saw and something which I have tried to build in my career over a period of time. Because ultimately, we are a people industry, right? So we thought people will not be able to scale up our business. That's great point, Sagar. So you mentioned there was very little time to mentor and also there was lack of teamwork cohesiveness. So do you think that you should know about all these things when you, you know, yeah, I mean, your younger self when you were going to start this journey? So did you wish yes. you knew this thing? Yes, definitely, definitely. And it's supposed to be known. And otherwise, what happens when you're in your younger self, most of the people come in and they kind of get lost. And if you're not able to guide them, mentor them, so people will often not look up to you. If you're able to only to just tell them that, look, this is your mistake, you should have fixed it. They will not look up to you. They'll be more scared to do things in future. So the reason why I'm telling you is that like, it's not like typical, you know, technology firm or a manufacturing firm. Things are getting done at its own pace or, you know, maybe a little aggressive, but ours is a completely an aggressive setup where you're expected to deliver to the client at the request of the client, whatever the timeline is. So that's where it's even more important to have that man management and mentorship, you know, to have a little bit of empathy, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you there. So what's something about your industry, Sagar, that has surprised you lately with you being in the industry for like more than a decade now? So is there something that has surprised you in the last one or two years? Yeah. So see, the biggest surprise, of course, I'm like for any industry has been today, the how the COVID pandemic has shifted the changes, right? So in our industry, the biggest surprise which I have had is on a positive side of it, I would say that how cohesively we can work online i don't people didn't realize that like you know that you can actually work online on everything because yeah. for us we in office we used to work on the laptops most of the time and we used to print documents we used to read documents as a lawyer i'm supposed to research something everything used to happen on the laptop but the only different setup was that we used to come to office and then do it this thing people realize that everything can be done online and i do understand there's a debate about whether you should come to office or not come to office but what thing what has substantially changed is you're able to do 90 to 95 percent of the things from home in our case so at the same time what i don't understand from a negative aspect of it is that there's a great push from i would say the senior leaderships to ensure everyone comes back to work that's kind of you know kind of a kind of a creating friction between the mid seniors and the the main you know top leadership thing 
because okay. the top leadership thinks that you know things can get done only in offices yeah. but the middle seniors have a different i would say generation so they have a culture of you know no things can be done from home as long as the work is getting done why should everyone be bothered about why i'm in office or not so that's kind of brings up a different question altogether right so that's why i would say currently we are facing a little of a talent crunch between the and also the we are not able to retain people because of these factors so people are often looking for jobs where they have that flexibility and i think for women it's been a brilliant brilliant aspect for them particularly for working moms you know where they're able to take care of child and i would i would rather say for even progressive way for working fathers it's also been there like for example for me we have a daughter who was born during the pandemic and i am a working father you know it gets greater flexibility for me to spend time with my daughter when i have little amount of time otherwise i can only imagine myself being going to office spending one hour in the commute coming back at 8:39 only to see my daughter going to sleep so now yeah. i get to time at least 2 to 3 hours to spend time with my daughter so there is a requirement of a clear debate on how you should proceed and that's been very surprising for me on how the top leaderships have just just been pushing that you have to come to office without recognizing the other side of the argument yeah so uh, sagar when you told me the positive sides and the negative sides of you know working remotely so what's your take you know on what the future of work is going to be what will happen in the future see there's this there's a lot of debate that you know, people say that uh, the future is hybrid future is work from home or future is only work from office because of the fact that you know people tend to get retained work together efficiently from work from office i would rather put it completely differently i would rather put it it's more like empowering your you know employees or associates particularly in in my field because ownership is what matters in in our field Absolutely. so if an employee is able to have that ownership factor in him and also to ensure that you know he's he's is able to connect to the organization's visions goals i don't think so anyone should worry that whether the person is working from home or working from office he is able to have that ownership in him and deliver at the right time there is no and there has to be a complete flexibility on whether you need to come to office or not come to office and that's something uh, an employee should determine that whether we should get together and close out that's something i would rather call it as an empowerment to the employees that that's innate thing which you need to develop in them So I completely agree with you there Sagar if one has ownership of work I think there should be no debate about you know whether they should come to office or you know work from yes. home ownership in you know current times is very very important ownership of your yes. own work so yeah that's something one must have if you know they are expecting the work to be hybrid or remote yes that's yeah. correct So in this work from home and work from office debate where does the productivity discussion stand see analyzing productivity is a big factor right so productivity can be analyzed in a multiple ways productivity is are you able to deliver to the client at the right time are you able to get your work product within x number of hours instead of like you know y number of hours are you able to satisfy the client you know to the to their requirement at at the right time so uh, my perspective towards is that instead of getting into the debate about whether you should from work from home or work from office i think what you should look at for an each associate is that whether he is able 
able to deliver the work product to the client being at office or being at home. So if both are equal, that you know, if I can say that okay, I save you know time in being at home and I'm able to like deliver the work product to the client, and at the same time, if the client is re- is requesting for me to come to the office or come to their offices, and if I'm able to travel, and at the same time, client is appreciating about all of this. So then I think that settles kind of a productivity debate because ultimately in a client servicing industry like us, so it's simply about the fact that whether I'm able to deliver the work product the client is expecting. So if I'm able to do that in an app manner, and I think that's, that's how we can measure the productivity debate. Okay, completely agree with you there, Sagar. So seeing that, you know, you had a journey of more than 10 years and you have worked with, you know, many renowned uh, law firms in the industry. So what's your message and advice to the younger generation who are just starting their careers in your field? See, I think the first two years are important years for any uh, associates. So what we should understand is that in the first two years, it's important to discover whether you are cut out for this particular high-paced, aggressive culture of, you know, meeting the client's requirements. And once you're able to figure out that, and then you should be able to figure out what is the right you know, track for you. Quite often, what we see is that after four years, the five years, you start wondering, is this the right track for me? Should I need to find something else? What is important for a younger generation is to said by first the second year, you need to have that rather say vision of yourself that where is my particular field is going? You know, if 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 I take my field, is it like is it like private equity or is it technology field or is it a finance field? Will this be remunerative for the for me for the next four or five years? A vision should be developed in a manner that and I would rather put and I would put these honors on the existing organizations where an existing organization should also help them develop this vision that whether whether they need to have this, you know, next four to five years plan that you know in what you're doing, you will be able to be able to succeed and develop. And at the same time, I would also like to tell the younger self that you know it's important that you should not leave focus. You should not lose focus on your health, family. And I've seen this 70 to 80% of the time where, you know, people just don't focus on the health and the family. And by the time they realize it's already, you know, it's reached a stage where you start, you know, have to like come back from a drastic level to bring it back to what you were before you started. I'm like, we often make fun of how people we started as, you know, like skinny associates after three years only, like you will say that, like, you know, we have become like obese sitting for like 14, 16 hours. So I would suggest that work is important, but you should also not lose focus on various other things, family, health and upskilling. And the last thing I would like to suggest is that upskilling is an important factor. You constantly need to upskill yourself every one year, two years. You need to read about new things. You need to be abreast about new fields, which where you can focus. That's something which you have to inculcate at a very early stage. So if you're not able to do that, then you will really struggle when you're trying to reach the leadership role because that's where you need to have a broader vision of how to take the company forward or the firm forward. That's some great advice, Sagar. I completely, you know, agree. And even I, you know, getting, doing some physical activity is very important. Giving family some time is very important. Also, upskilling is very important. Completely agree with your three points on on this question. So this brings us to the end of the conversation, Sagar. Can you tell our listeners where they can reach out to you? 
Yeah, so they can reach out to me through LinkedIn or through my professional e- email IDs and LinkedIn will be the fastest way for me to communicate. So people can reach out to me and I'll happy to help them in in you know, in, in the best way. So great chat Sagar. It was lovely hosting you today. Thank you so much for sharing your insights. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much.